shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Yes, for the samples, because seasonal allergies are no joke in the state of Tennessee. Or Kentucky, where I spend the summers at Hopetown. I spend most of the summer outdoors and could not function without allergy relief. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. You just described my exact state in waking up minus the need for coffee. (laughs) I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can be outside with the kids at camp without my eyes watering like a fountain, and I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. But at Hopetown, a frog could jump into your boat or your bed, (laughs) and Claritin can't really help with that. That's true, but they've got allergies covered. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey friends, welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. And I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. Let's dive in. Nero Feliciano is an anxiety specialist and cognitive psychotherapist. She received her master's in social work from Columbia University and is the co-founder of Integrative Counseling and Wellness Group in Wilton, Connecticut, where she's been in private practice for the last 15 years. Nero has been featured on NBC News, The Today Show, Parents Magazine, and Today's Parents. Nero is also the host of the podcast, All Things Life, where she talks about psychological, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Her first book, This Won't Make You Happy, Eight Keys to Finding True Commitment was released in the spring of 2022. Nero lives with her husband of 18 years and four kids in Fairfield County, Connecticut. We are delighted to introduce you to this wise, thoughtful, and like-minded friend. Nero, we are so happy to get to be doing this with you. And it means the world to us that you would come down to be here with us. Such a gift to me, really. Such a gift to us. And yes, it is. I was just thinking about how I feel like you are like this angel that that flew into my life last March, last early April. I don't even know when or how you reached out to me. You can't make me cry like we haven't even started. (laughs) But I'm serious that in the midst of walking through the Covenant shooting at Daystar and us trying to figure out how to help families and care for our staff, and you showed up in my email inbox, Mm -hmm. which I don't give out my email address, so I really don't know how in the world. Mm. And all of a sudden, you were there, and you said, I intervened with the Sandy Hook shooting, and I would love to support you and Daystar in any way I can. I know what you all are going through. It's horrendous. I mean, and then we emailed back and forth 
30 times, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. last spring. And just even, I mean, we never even got to meet with you, but I told our staff about you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there was somebody in Connecticut that was praying for us, yes. that was praying for our community, mm-hmm. just, I mean, we knew that about the world, but it you were like the name and the face oh. to someone that was in it with us. And it was just this incredible gift. And then fast forward, when I came to New York this fall, I finally mm-hmm. got to meet you in person. And it's so fun to meet. I mean, y'all had this experience last night when we went to dinner, but to meet someone that you're already friends with after you've become friends Mm. is so fun. So fun. Yeah. And I I loved you already from the email. So that was already established. And then I can remember that to our whole staff. You did the Mm. first of 10 times. She said, David, you were going to love her. You were going to love her. (laughs) We've got to get her on the podcast. You were 100% correct. Yes. We had the most amazing dinner last night, shared stories and. We're so grateful it gets to continue today. Oh, I am too. And you know, when that happened, and even now in my life, I think all the time, who helps the helpers, Mm. right? Because people think that we have it all together. We know what to do, but they don't realize this is emotional for us going through it too, especially what you all went through. So I didn't really do much for you other than to say, we're thinking of you, we're praying for you. And this is a longer term process. So we're here whenever for support. Well, you're the one who said the sentence I've hung on to so much about the ones who struggled the most here and probably will in Nashville are the kids who are anxious already Mm. and the parents. Yeah. And it's certainly been what we would see. And, and to just now walk you in the building and for there to be a little girl in a covenant sweatshirt sitting in our lobby just felt like, wow. Yeah. The, the way that God moves and the way that he is for us and, for us as a community in Nashville, for us individually, that you're now our friend and oh. you're in the building is just so rich. The sweetest and sweet. gift. I know. I know. Wow. Thank so, you. Thank you. And cannot wait for our listeners to know you and feel like they're your friend too, because they will at the end of our conversation. So, will you talk a little bit about your family, the amazing work you're doing, how you made your way there, which is a fascinating story? Oh, in media. Yes. yes. Well, all we'll of start, it, even as yep. a therapist. Oh, sure, sure. So my family, as you know, I have four kids, so we live in organized chaos for the <laughs> most part. And they're quite arranged from 10, 10, 12, 14, 16. You know, when you have four, someone always has a birthday, so <laughs> you're left thinking, how old is this child right now? Um, but they're so they're fun. They're mm. fun. You know, every season has its challenges and its blessings. But I feel like I've been very fortunate. Um, God knew what I could handle. And they're they're great kids. Well, four is a lot to handle. It is a lot. (laughs) I mean, I always say it's all relative. Two is a lot. Yeah. Two is a lot. Right. But um, before definitely takes up some time. I know. One of my one of our favorite stories is we have a sweet family that we work with together and this hilarious mom sat down has four kids and that's the first thing she said well the first thing you need to know about me is I have four children which is entirely too many for anyone (laughs) (laughs) I always say it wasn't intentional but welcome (laughs) that's a great word so um yes and then in terms of becoming a therapist I feel like and you probably could relate to this most of us have been doing this work even before we were trained yes right we were the people that people came to to talk to so we were probably doing this work as young as grade school, middle school. Mm. And I I was led into it. I told you about the story last night, but I went to medical school first. And my husband is a surgeon. And at one point I sat down and I had the feeling, I was like, how are we going to 
reconcile this. Both my parents are doctors, so I knew that life was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And had we been at the same point in our journey, I wouldn't have thought twice. But he was in residency already for it, four years ahead of me when I was starting med school. So I decided to take a pause and think about it. And just to save our marriage so I wouldn't drive him crazy every time he came home and be like, here's our house projects, new husband. Um, I started my master's at Columbia in clinical social work. And then the rest was history. It was a good fit for me. It was a good fit for me to be able to talk with people and hear their stories. Well, you are so gifted at cheering people on. Oh. And making people feel encouraged. I can't even imagine how wonderful it is to sit in the room with you. Oh, thank you. I yes. feel very gifted because I had that in my life mm. from my parents. Mm. So when that's been put into you, it it comes out very naturally, right? That's what I know. It's been given to me. So I, I am blessed that I had that. And mm. it's a blessing to be able to share that as well. And your work has grown in some extraordinary ways. We're excited to talk more about that. One Direction being the Today Show. Will you please talk about how that (laughs) came about and just your intersection with those amazing people? Oh, I mean, that's been, I am constantly amazed by that. Mm. And um, not what I expected at 47 years old to start something like that. It was never on my radar. And that's, that's just the beauty of who God is, right? That we can think that we planned it all out. I mean, there's no straighter path than medicine. I thought, okay, four years here, four years here, and then we'll be a doctor till I die, you know, basically. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And God was just like, no, it's mm. going to be different. It's going to look different and just trust me with it. So I had a patient who in 2019 said, Nero, I, I would love for more people to get to know your work. And I have a longtime friend who is a producer at the Today Show. I want to connect you with her. Um, in 2019, they had no interest in me at all. <laughs> you know, they said, "Have you done any TV?" I said, "Nope." They're like, "Well, we're not." Mm, good luck <laughs> to you. You know. Um, but I just kept in touch with them, and then I started doing more local media around parenting. And you know, when something came up in the news, whether it was a shooting or um, something where people needed some guidance, they would call me. And then I wrote a book in 2022, and that's when the Today Show. Love. Oh, thank yeah. you. That's when the Today Show called and said, "Can you come talk about happiness?" I said, "Sure." Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know those shows, you pretty much typically go on once and talk about your book or whatever it might be, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not your experience, sissy, which <laughs> speaks to how good you mm-hmm. are. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants you back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd share with you my daughter, Sophia, who is 12 and has always been very prophetically gifted. She's wise. Sophia means wisdom in Greek. So she was named aptly. She said to me a few days before I went on the Today Show for the first time, mommy, you know how you started doing these other shows, which were local. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, it was a really big deal at first and then it was no big deal. And they kept calling you back. I said, yeah. And she said, that's going to happen with the Today Show. And I said, oh. You're so cute. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Um, but that's exactly what happened. So it, it's, I've just gone many times. I think now I'm up to 11 times in about 11. a little over a year. And you're 12th. Yeah. Yes. yes. 
And can people go back and watch? Yes. Okay. If you go the, to the Today Show website. and Today.com? Today.com. Okay. And in their search bar, put in my name, Nero Feliciano. You'll see all the segments. It's like four minutes of wellness, mental health, whatever they're asking me four to talk about. Four minutes of gold each yes. time. They're so good and helpful. I hope so. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. Thank How you. thankful we are that they kept calling oh. because oh. you have so much wisdom and generosity to mm. offer. In Thank spirit, you. and so mm-hmm. I'm so grateful, but not at all surprised Me they kept calling. Too. Thank Me you. Too. And the book, mm-hmm. which we love. I have one sitting in my office. So the title is This Book Won't Make You Happy, which yep. is amazing. We love that title. <laughs> and the subtitle is Eight Keys to Finding True Contentment. So yes. we have several questions about the book. Okay. And I I want to read this because I love that it starts off with a gripping and heartbreaking story of dinner with you and your husband. Yes. And then moves to the question that we're all asking, why is happiness so hard to find? Mm -hmm. And I think we have talked so much about how we have never, and my guess is you're the same, seen parents as discouraged and disheartened Yes, as they are in today's world. Will you talk about that answer to that question for us as people and maybe specifically to parents? Yeah, I'll I'll backtrack a little to the story with me and my husband. So I I had never written a book and I hadn't really planned to write one in 2020 going into 2021. Um, An acquisitions editor found me and asked, are you planning on writing a book? Are you working on any proposal? She'd heard me speak somewhere, do an interview actually. And so I, I was like, actually, I started working on a book proposal that I felt like I needed to do at one point, but I tabled it because we were in 2020 and I had four kids at home. One yes. who couldn't read, who was trying to virtually learn, you know, with two working parents. She was in kindergarten. So I said yes and went through the process, signed this contract. And then I called up my friend, Amy Julia, who you just did an interview with her. And I said, girl, how do I write a book? Like, I've never <laughs> done this. What am I going to do? So started working on that book, but it was supposed to be 40,000 words. I turned in close to 80,000 words. Oh, wow. You know, it's because there was just wow. so much. To say. I didn't even know yes. I knew that many words. So <laughs> what happened at, at the end of it was my husband and I went out to dinner while this book is almost in its final stages. And we had this massive, massive fight. It was probably one of the worst fights we had. And it just came from a place where we were so disconnected, so disconnected. I was so disheartened after this fight because we were both so busy. Mm -hmm. And on the outside, we had this beautiful life, you know, beautiful home, beautiful kids, we're healthy. People think that everything is perfect, but there was so much brokenness between the two of us. And after that fight, Mind you, I'm here a therapist talking about relationships and parenting and writing a book on contentment. (laughs) And my marriage just exploded over Mm. dinner on our anniversary, right? It makes you feel awesome as a (laughs) professional, right? And um, I always think that things happen not to us, for us. Mm. And I ask God, "There, there has to be a reason this is happening right now. So we worked it out. We worked through it recognize that there's some things in our life that had to change. All of the striving, accomplishment, achievement wasn't worth our mental health, our relationship, our family. Um, And then I said, I think I need to include this in my book, right? It was so raw that I didn't write that it was the anniversary while I was writing the book. I wrote, 
I pretended like it was two years before because that's how close it was. But afterwards, I've I've told people, no, that actually happened while I was writing the book. And I brought it to my editor and she was like, please, no more words. No more words. (laughs) I cannot fit. I said, no, I really think this, we have to start with this Mm. because I want people to know that we're, I'm still working through this. Mm. It's so pervasive in our culture that what we need for happiness is to achieve and accomplish and pursue but that cycle never ends. And what it's doing is it's creating disconnect, creating disconnect in our families, in our marriages, with ourselves. Mm. We don't even know what we want. Um, in our faith, we don't have time for it. And that that isn't a type of happiness that will ever satisfy, nor is it sustainable. We're always going to be searching for more. So, so that ended up being the the content of the books. And then what do we do? Why is it so hard to find? Mm -hmm. And I think it's because everything in our culture tells us that's what we need. Mm. You know, we need better grades. We need to be better at sports. We need the bigger house. We need the family. And when we get there, we recognize, oh, there are challenges in this. Right. Right. This may not have been the happiness that I thought it was going to be. So then we look for the next thing. And part of that is dopamine, right? We're constantly chasing that high that comes with something new um, that we're looking forward to. So I thought it was important that people recognize the difference between happiness and contentment. Mm -hmm. And that's why the title worked. This book won't make you happy even though I hated the title at first, but oh, I was like, okay, we'll so go with it. Good. Oh, good. It good. Yes. No, now I, I like it. it. But yeah. <laughs> right. at first I was like, oh, will people want it then <laughs> if it's not going to make you happy? But, but there is a difference between happiness and contentment. Mm. David, when we flew to Texas to speak, I noticed you snacked more than normal. Uh-oh. I snack all the time, so if it was more than normal, then we may have a problem. What were the bars you kept eating? Okay, good. We actually don't have a problem because those bars are not only good for you, they are doing good in the world. Tell me more. The old adage, you are what you eat, rings very true to all of us in the modern day, and I am always looking for an on-the-go protein snack that satisfies me, but now I found one that helps me live intentionally, too. Mosh Bars. I love their mission. Mosh is a company founded by Maria Shriver and her son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, with a simple mission to create a conversation around brain health through food, education, and research. Maria's father suffered from Alzheimer's, and since then, she and Patrick have dedicated themselves to finding ways to help other families dealing with this debilitating disease. Mosh joined forces with the world's top scientists and functional nutritionists to go beyond your average protein bar. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar has 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health, like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. Sissy, can you say ashwagandha three times as fast as you can? (laughs) I cannot and I won't. But here's the best part about Mosh to make you feel good. Mosh donates a portion of all proceeds from your order to fund gender-based brain health research through the women's Alzheimer's movement. Why gender-based? Two-thirds of all Alzheimer patients are women. Mosh is working closely to close the gap between women and men's health research. I need to mention they also have a line of plant-based protein bars in three delicious flavors. I love the banana bread. If you want to find ways to give back to others and fuel your body and your brain 
Mosh bars are the perfect choice for you. Head to moshlife.com slash RBG to save 20% off plus free shipping on either the Best Sellers Trial Pack or the new Plant-Based Trial Pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on either the Best Sellers or Plant-Based Trial Pack at M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash RBG. Thank you, Mosh, for sponsoring this episode. Sissy, we just spoke in town last night and reminded the parents in the room about putting on their oxygen mask first. That great reminder that flight attendants give parents when they board flights. With summer rolling around and kids home more hours of the week than ever, that reminder feels so important. A hilarious dad who works from home told me last night at the book table that when school ends, sometimes his sanity does as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know who could help that dad out? Our friends at Wendy. Wendy is here to help parents relieve the stress in finding high quality sitters when they need them. I am talking daily with parents who are worried about summer childcare logistics. Wendy offers a nanny service where they match college students with families for the summer. We all love summer and your kids especially love summer, but we lose the consistent schedule of kids in school. This creates all kinds of problems. Thankfully, there is a solution to this problem. Wendy, that's W-Y-N-D-Y, is an app that connects families to college student nannies literally in minutes. These college student nannies are background checked, interviewed, and honestly, just awesome. Wendy has been around for seven years. Over 20,000 families have used Wendy to complete more than 140,000 jobs. There are hundreds of qualified college student nannies on Wendy ready to work near you. Families have greater child care needs in the summer, and college students are looking for jobs. Wendy is here to match families to these college nannies. Everybody wins. This could be part-time or full-time. Wendy has a match for your needs. All you have to do is go to wendy.com slash rbg to start a search for a nanny, and as a special offer, they are going to knock $50 off your search if you go through that link. Wendy provides top-notch service, but at a fraction of the cost of a traditional nanny agency and no ongoing fees. Here's how it works. Go to wendy.com slash rbg to start your search. A Wendy concierge will find great matches for your job and set up interviews for you. You choose the one you like. Get started now because there are a lot of parents out there looking for nannies for the summer. Go to wyndy.com slash rbg. David, did you get your taxes finished? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what are you eating? Okay, I am obsessed with these new Chipotle barbecue kettle chips. Will you share? I would have, but they are all gone. Where did you get them? Thrive Market. Uh, how much do we love Thrive Market? I could record an entire podcast about that topic. You know who else loves Thrive Market? Patches. She loves the surf and turf meaty littles from the Honest Kitchen. I love that Patches has a surf and turf situation going on. (laughs) From pets to kids to grown-ups, everyone can find things they love at Thrive. 
Thrive Market is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and I can use their on-site filters to suit my lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save over 30% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of my favorite brands. David, how much did you save on your last order? I saved $32. I saved over $12.67. How much did Patches save? (laughs) A lot. She's ordering more than I am. You got me hooked on ordering frozen foods. I got salmon, bacon, and pork this month. Something else I love is when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. I love that too. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash RBG for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash RBG thrivemarket.com slash rbg well let's talk about the eight keys okay so will you define or name some of those and then how you came up with the list you included yes i actually wrote them down because every time someone asks me i can come up with six out of the eight (laughs) I'm so glad that happens to you too. Someone will say, what are the five things? And I'll think, I don't even know a one. I don't know what that means. I know. I'm like, I I swear I wrote the book, but (laughs) I can't think of all the chapters right now. Yes. Um, Acceptance, self-compassion, gratitude, connection, Mm. present focus, priority and intention, resilience and faith. Mm. And they're they're all practices. Yes. Um, and someone asked me, did you list them in a certain order? And I said, yes, from most difficult. You know, I started with some of the difficult ones and went from there. Mm. And I, I really felt acceptance, practicing acceptance and self-compassion, especially for parents. Mm. You know, being a parent is really hard. It's hard to give ourselves grace. Mm. It's also hard to accept some of the things that we're seeing in parenting. Yes. So I felt like those those were some of the hardest. But they were practices that I saw when we engaged in them consistently. One, our neurochemistry responds to them. Mm. We see a release in all of them of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphin. So we were designed for these things mm. for contentment, for happiness, a sustainable type of happiness. And then also what I saw in the research, and this was interesting to me when I was doing the research on these practices, is when we live like this, we're physically healthier. Why were people who kept gratitude journals, which we all say, we all say, oh, we know we should do it. It's a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. No, these people lived longer. They had lower rates of cardiac inflammation when they kept gratitude journals. Wow. You know, we were created to live like this. Yes. So they're powerful practices. Mm. So that's how I came up with them. And there were things I'd just seen in practice, you know, when people did them the impact on their mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health was Mm. significant. 
Well, let's circle back around to the parents' idea. Are yeah. there a couple you feel like are particularly challenging yes. slash important for parents? And how would you help parents move toward them? Yes. I think, so what I say is, you know, when I handed someone this book, pick one and mm. focus on it. Yes. They're all good, but we're so overwhelmed and inundated by information as parents. Mm. I would I would say pick one until it becomes consistent. But you know, going back to that story at the beginning of my book, connection is so important in families and with your kids. And I love how you wrote, Sissy, once, um, more connection, less correction, mm. connection over correction. Yeah. I, I think we forget that sometimes as parents because we just want to do the best for our kids. We want to steer them right. But the connection has to happen first so they can hear us, right? Um, so I would say, if you can focus on connection and not just connection with your kid, right? Learning their love language, mm. um, making time for them to just sit and listen. I remember it was a big awakening for me one day in my office when I sat with an adolescent for 15 minutes. And this was the decision I made at a certain point to cut down my practice. And at the end of the session, I thought, when was the last time I sat with my own child wow. for 50 minutes and listened mm. to them? And I couldn't remember a time. And that's when I knew for me something had to change. Mm. Not that we're going to get 50 minutes a day to yes, sit with your sure. child, but 15 minutes of eye contact and listening to your child. We know from the research goes a long way to make them feel centered and loved and connected to you. Mm. Um, also, connection through service. I really think if you can serve as a family, that speaks volumes to your kids. And when we've done that as a family, I'm always surprised at how much my kids love it. I mean, they won't pick up their own rooms, but <laughs> but they will go out and right. pick up trash for someone else, yes. you know, very happily. And especially when we're doing it together. Mm. So modeling that I think is important. And especially when you're parenting, make sure you prioritize connection to your partner. Mm. I think that's so important in terms of creating that family structure and having it come from, you know, from the top down. Because parenting can be stressful, and oftentimes we neglect our own marriages and relationships when we're we're doing that. So mm -hmm. I think that's important. Um, self compassion, grace. You know, I always meet parents who are older with their kids saying, "Oh, I should have done this." In the book, I talk about how we have to stop shoulding on ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, which was Albert Ellis a mm -hmm. long time ago. But um, we should that's all the time, mm -hmm. right? But we only know what we only know. And, and we're always doing the best we can on every any given day. And that best is going to fluctuate, you know, depending on how we feel or what's impacting us. So I think giving ourselves grace is really important. And we're also modeling to our kids. It's okay to make mistakes. You have to give yourself grace too. So they're seeing that as well. And, and I think gratitude is at the heart of contentment. Um, I do with my kids. I mean, now they kind of make fun of me for it. But anywhere we go, I'm like, okay, give me three good things. Mm. Because sometimes when I phrase it like, what are you grateful for? They get stuck. But three good things in your day. And we know that that can transform a negative mind over 30 days. Yes. But giving them that exercise helps to shape the lens in which they see the world. Three good things. I yeah. like that. I've never heard anyone say that that way. Oh, we three do it at dinner. Things. When no one's talking, I'm like, you know what I'm going to ask for, you know? <laughs> and, and, and they will now come up with it. Well, I was going to say, and part of that is just a part of family is that kids are going to roll their eyes and act annoyed. Totally. You know, I feel like they have to do that. It's their role. Yes. And my guess is if we were going to get to sit in the room with your kids, they would say that's one of their favorite parts. About time well, let's you. ask them when you meet them. Yes, let's do. <laughs> I love that Which idea. Which we can't wait for. Oh, no. no. 
one of our favorite parts of your book is the turning the key section Mm, at the end of every mm -hmm, chapter. mm -hmm. And you have already shared so much wisdom, but any other practical ideas for families that come to mind as you think about that particular section of each chapter? Yeah, I I made it very simple, Mm. you know, because like I said, I mean, I know even as a therapist and a parent, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of information that's out there. And sometimes we just, our brains will shut down. There's too much so that we don't do anything. And that's why I wanted people to start small. But I think as parents too, it's also important that we learn to regulate our own emotions. And I think breathing can be really, really significant. And we can teach that type of breathing to our kids. And really, and you you both know this, but it's the longer exhalation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Easy way to remember it, longer exhalation is the key to relaxation. Oh, that's good. So, So that they know how to do it. Box breathing, Um, Mm -hmm. breathing for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, holding for four. These are things that I think we need to do even in in, when we feel like we're going to react to our kids to take a moment and regulate, come out of fight or flight, and then um, take a deep breath for 60 seconds and then think about what we're going to say. But I think that's something for us, but also something we can teach our kids that I put in one of the keys and some of the things that we just talked about in those um, in those chapters that I thought were significant for parents as well. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. So what do you, big picture, what do you hope we'll gain from this book? You know, one, that you're not alone if you feel like life is too much and that there is this constant striving. And um, I think we have to know that that real contentment is closer than we think. It's more accessible and more attainable, and it is found in the simple things. And it really is what brings the true joy versus the temporary happiness or high that we're told we need. So I think knowing those practices that we may look at as really simple, they're really powerful, and they're they're not only emotionally transforming, mentally transforming, they're physically transforming. Mm. So they're worth a try. Yes. They're worth a try. And I think we model that again for our kids. So we, when we learn them and implement them ourselves, then we can teach them to our kids. And then we're giving them actually the real tools to be able to find contentment in their life. Mm. So grateful. I feel like we do need this book so much right now. I mean, yeah, maybe more than ever. Mm. So get a copy. Immediately. This book won't make you happy, <laughs> but it will bring you a lot of contentment and wisdom and thoughtfulness. Yes. Okay, we've climbed on the other side of the holidays, and I need to hear about your Christmas. It was amazing. Henry and Wit are such fun ages, and I loved experiencing Christmas with them. Of course. Of course you did. One of our amazing sponsors was helping make your Christmas shopping easier than ever. That is right. I had so much KiwiCo under the tree this year. I gave the color wheel racers and ramp sort and stack puzzle blocks and sensory solar system set. Say that three times as fast as you can. I'll go first. Sissy gave the sensory solar system set. I can't say it, but I can say that KiwiCo is full of brain-building play for the littlest learners. 
With nine different subscription options for different ages and subjects, there's something for every kid. KiwiCo delivers seriously fun learning for kids of all ages through hands-on projects and activities. Each month, kids receive crates packed with engaging hands-on activities designed to introduce them to exciting science, technology, and art concepts. There's always something for new kids to discover, like engineering robots or learning about the science of ice cream. I would love to know more about the science of ice cream. (laughs) Well, you could. With nine monthly programs to choose from, KiwiCo has something for kids of all ages, ranging from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. Each crate is designed by real experts and tested by kids to ensure that every experience is age-appropriate, engaging, and seriously fun. Crates come with everything needed for kids to build, including materials and instructions. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month on any crate line at KiwiCo.com with promo code RBG. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code RBG. Okay, this season of the podcast, we're calling Ages and Stages. Yes. You have kids in multiple stages. Mm-hmm. Yes. As you mentioned, will you talk about, so far, what have been some of your favorite stages and why? Sure. Well, I love the three and four-year-old stage mm. for what they say. Yes. They're just so unadulterated, pure, the way they see the world. Their comments are so cute. I still remember my oldest. I used to tell her, you're so delicious. And she said to me, Mama, I'm not food. I'm people, you know? And (laughs) That's so cute. And there was another time I actually dropped one of my kids. Mm -hmm. I was trying to rescue her birthday balloons. And accidentally, I dropped her. She was two. You know, and I came home in that same, my oldest child said, mama, don't you know, Sophia is more important than balloons. She was six (laughs) at the time. I was like, oh, they speak such wisdom at that age, but it's hard Mm. and it's challenging Mm -hmm. and it is, it is exhausting. And especially Mm. for a working mom, I've worked the whole time. It's a challenge, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I love the stage we're in now in terms of seeing them grow into the people that God created them to be, seeing their gifts develop. And as I told you last night, you go from pride to admiration Mm. because they're doing real things, right? And big things. And even I find myself learning from them Mm. now. Um, And I think, you know, when you you invest the time to connect with your kids, of course, you're not going to feel connected all the time. And certainly people go through hard stages. But... um, but if you really do foster that connection and from early on and the kids know that you're there for them, you have their back, there are really beautiful things that can come out of even the teenage years, which we're told are going to be so hard. They have their moments. But there is that other side of it in seeing them develop into the people they're going to be. I do love that. Do you have a stage that's been particularly challenging? So at mm-hmm. one point, I had a six, four, two, and 0. Oh, in a <laughs> row. Yeah, that would be it. I, I, I couldn't even think straight. No. You know, it's so exhausting. And and of course, you know, people are telling you 
um, enjoy every moment. It goes so fast. I'm like, every moment's not enjoyable. It's not. So don't, don't enjoy every moment. You know, pick the moments that you want to be present for and that you want to hold on to and take snapshots of them in your mind. And there's some moments you just have to survive. And don't beat yourself up for not enjoying this. No. Because the enjoy every moment makes it almost sound like back to should. Yes. You should. And you can't. No. I don't know anybody who's enjoyed every moment. Cleaning up, throw up. No. And when three are throwing up at the same time. At the same time. Yes. Yes. No. The beauty of so much of what you're saying right now and everything you say in the book, too, because I think, too, that I have experienced it takes parents to the wrong questions. Like we start asking, what's wrong with me that I don't? Or why are other people seem to be enjoying this so much and I don't? Mm -hmm. So again, why I'm so grateful you're speaking to these things. Thank you. Well, you don't see the whole story when you see other people enjoying it. You might see a moment of it. You might see it on Instagram where they look picture perfect, but you don't know the whole story. And I I think all of us can speak to knowing many people's whole stories, Right. right? And there's a lot more to it. And that's also why I wanted to include our fight at the beginning of the book, you know, to say, look, this happens to us. You know, we're professionals here. I I should know better, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. But none of us are um, exempt from these types of challenges. You just may not see them or hear about them. Yes. Yeah. Dan Allender, have you read his work? No. Oh, you need to. You would really like him. And I remember he said something about years ago about, um, kind of like I would never trust the faith of someone who hasn't doubted. Mm. And I think the fact that you have written this book, when you do start with this horrendous fight with your husband, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I trust you because I know you, mm-hmm. but it, I think as a reader, it would make me trust what you have to say about yes. contentment so mm. much more mm-hmm. because it's a, it's, which is what I lo- love about the book and why, again, you need to buy it is it's an honest conversation mm-hmm. and not this pie in the sky. Right. Prosperity gospel, you know, all of that that I think sometimes we hear, but but you're speaking real truth into all of our lives. Thank you. So grateful. And to know that this is a con- this is a process throughout right. your life. Yes. You know, because life is so unpredictable. There'll mm. be things that kind of knock you to the floor. But this is kind of a compass on how you get back to mm. it for sure. Well, and I th- I mean, we could talk about a million things for a lot of hours, but I, <laughs> but I, the verse that came to my mind when you were talking a minute ago was that I've come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. Yes. And and thinking, I can so often think that means heaven. Mm. You know, that's where we really get to the place, which it is mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. where there's ultimate com- contentment all the time. But obviously Jesus is talking about now. Yes. And, and life to the fullest means we dip into the sorrow to the fullest too, mm-hmm. but it's both. It's all of it. And yes. so I just love for us to be able to stop in the midst of, I guess I think maybe culturally in us wanting to be so honest and vulnerable anymore that we live in the sorrow sometimes more, no, more than knowing there can be contentment and joy. Yes, but you're right. There's so many moments of life that are full now, mm. right? Last night we went yes. out to dinner was yes. one of those moments and just mm. seeing how God has interwoven our past and even mm-hmm. people who we know mm-hmm. and now connected each other mm-hmm. is beautiful. It so is. there there's so many moments that I think that God wants us to experience now. Yes. It requires some work on our part, right? Um, God has given us agency yes. to take those steps. But when we do, the rewards are big. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Last night was indeed a moment of fullness. Mm, yes. I love that you went back to that. 
Okay, thinking more about this arena of parenting, what's some of the best parenting advice you've been given? Well, a wise woman told me to take care of my own anxiety if I want to help my child with theirs. <laughs> that has You're been sweet. some great parenting advice. Uh, really great parenting advice. I think every parent needs mm. to know that. And I I've, I meet very few parents who don't have anxiety. Mm. You know, yes, because parenting kids in this, this mm -hmm. day and age is hard, mm. right? Yeah. It's hard to be a kid, but it's hard to be a parent of a kid in this day and age. So mm. I thought that was excellent advice. Well, in the research I read, anxiety is a response to cumulative stress over time. Oh, and yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, mm -hmm. for us to have lived through the pandemic, to live through all the things that are, I mean, so many things in the last 10 years, we have all lived with such cumulative stress over time. We have. Yes. Yeah. And our bodies internalize it mm -hmm. too, in mm -hmm. terms of our reactivity and responses. So yes. Yeah, I think it's important that we understand how we are reacting mm. and regulate that. Mm. And that also creates a different tone in our homes, in our environment, mm. right? Because kids do feed off our own anxiety. So I thought that was excellent advice. And um, I was thinking about this last night, actually. When I was in kindergarten, I had a little autograph book. Mm -hmm. And my mom wrote in it, and she wrote, um, do your best and leave the rest to God. And that has followed me into parenting because we're not going to know everything. We're not going to be able to be everywhere our kids are. But I really feel like God honors our best, whatever that looks like. And He will make up the difference. Yes. And we need Him to make up the difference. Yes. We're not going to be able to cover all the bases. So I think guarding that relationship um, with you in your faith with God is so important, not only for your kids to see what what real faith looks like in real time, but knowing that it's not all on us. You know, God is in control of their path too. He wants more for them than we want for them. And and trusting in that, I think was, was good advice from my mom when I was in kindergarten, but stayed with me. I'm excited to meet your mom. Yeah. Me too. So Nero, we obviously want folks to be able to find and follow you. Where yes. can people find you? Um, on my website, Nero. Feliciano.com. Will you spell it? Yep. N-I-R-O-F as in Frank, E-L-I-C-I-A-N as in Nancy O. NeuroFeliciano.com. Such a beautiful name. I've oh, never known you. a Nero. Well, actually, my whole name is Neroshini. It, it has been shortened through my life. It means peacemaker. Oh, wow. My kids might tell you different. But. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. And um, on Instagram, I do yes. a bunch on Instagram. You do wonderful too. things on Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. You can find me there. And your name is your handle. Yes, my Instagram. name is my handle. And mm -hmm. there's actually, I don't know if you saw it, I'll show it to you, a little book trailer, like a little film. Mm -hmm. And you could see um, the little fight between me and my husband oh. that we recreated, oh, wow. which is actually really fun. He's such a great actor, oh. at, at least an angry man. He can act that really well when he wants to. It was impressive. I'm going to go find it. We <laughs> and we're going to link. You can find in the our Instagram post about the episode. We'll collaborate with you and link to okay, all those things. Okay, great. Okay, we like to end with something fun and yes. food-related. And we <laughs> had the great fortune, as you mentioned, of spending time at dinner with you last evening. And wondering what your answer might be to this question. I was observing you in the space as <laughs> we were. had dinner at Superica here in Nashville. You were subtle. I didn't I even know. I was <laughs> studying and wondering. So part one is queso or guac. Mm -hmm. Part two is what's your favorite taco? 
Mm. Um, so we came to the conclusion that you don't have to pick queso or guac because you introduced me to that very amazing concoction. What was it called? Compuesto? Yes. No. Queso compuesto. Yeah. Queso compuesto. That's yes. right. Which is like a combination of everything. Yes. Yes. Guac, queso, sour cream, meat. I mean, cilantro. That's life to the fullest. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> True. It was. Yes. Yep. That's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. And I love fish tacos. Mm. Yeah. Any day. Mm-hmm. So They're good. So good. Well, I was thinking if we were going to say our three things. Yes. I mean, I really, even writing in your book, coming, I mean, I just thought one of a really sweet gift from God in this last season of life has been your friendship. Mm -hmm. And so you would be one of my good things. Well, that would be one of mine for both of you. I did not know until you told that story a minute ago what your name meant. And my goodness, you have lived into the truth of that name. And we have certainly experienced that in knowing you so Thank you for bringing peace and wisdom to our conversation today. It's been a gift. I'm going to cry for like three days after (laughs) I (laughs) I am. Thank you. Thank you. Did you love today's episode? If so, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Send a quick text or email with the link to the show. Join us next time for another episode where we'll bring you help and hope on your journey of raising boys and girls. 